Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your host and Game Master, Candice, and I am here with... I'm Sarah, and I play Vim. The playful tiefling. <laughs> I'm Dan. I play uh, Cyrus Sassafras, the elderly world weary druid. Uh, I'm Jarrell, the wide eyed elven scholar. And I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the stoic half elven ranger. Our heroes are navigating the city of Mether, trying to uncover its secrets as well as their own. Last time on Little Realms. We got to know the spectator that we had summoned using Cyrus's ritual, but in the middle of our conversation, that forest monster showed up, bigger and angrier than ever. We tried to leave, but Cyrus attacked it, and it attacked back full force. Arden discovered that parts of it are vulnerable, but we might not make it out anyway, and it looks like it might already be too late for Cyrus. Bim howls as she sees this thing bear down on Cyrus. I think she's going to try one more time to get out of this thing's clutches so she can rush over and, and help her do anything. Do it. Uh, is, is this going to be a, um, a, a strength attack? Yes. Excellent. Uh, 14? That will hit. Oh, God. So, what happens? Bim howls, and you manage to rip your way out of the creature. How do you want to do that? So, as its claws kind of split apart and drive in around her as she is wrenching her body and her hammer upwards and like getting shoulder like deeper and deeper into its muck she finally hears Arden shout out what pieces of this thing are corporeal only aim for its mask or the claws and she wrenches her body to the side kind of turning to face where cyrus is <gasps> and she uses her hammer as a almost like a crowbar or mm -hmm. a, a wench to drive um, some of those claws apart and she's actually for the first time dealing with the corporeal thing and i think it's kind of like um like comically bending two jail bars apart to slip out. So Vim is wrenching the war pick up and Vim is actually able to burst through that gap between the claw fingers. And then she'll use all of what she has left to rush over to Cyrus and bend down to him and start to motion at like picking him up or or doing whatever she thinks he needs to get the hell out of here she's just focused on him okay so cyrus is pinned to the ground impaled through by the claws so he can't stand up right now 
so Vim rushes over, and I think in in that case, she's she's going to ready herself to try to push or pull this claw out of him. Jarell, you're up. So am I still pinned down, or did it move its claw to attack Cyrus? It moved its claw to attack Cyrus, so you are free. I think they're gonna cast Mind Spite. Do it. At level three. So it makes a wisdom saving, and my DC is 15. Roll your damage. Oof. 25 is the full damage. It takes half damage on a save. So they kind of lurch up on their knees, swipe a finger toward this thing's face. This spear of gold flies at it. It's psychic damage. This spear flies at this creature. Its mouth opens up and it, that bolt And for a moment, you're afraid it did nothing. And then all that melody in your head, the discordant notes, they get louder. They get softer. They feel like they're undulating in your mind. And you feel the most piercing migraine behind your eyes you have ever felt. Uh, uh, uh. Jarrell screams, falls to the ground, clutching their head. Uh. What everyone else is seeing is the neck stalk of this creature rear up and you all can see this golden color travel up to just behind the mask and it explodes. Shards of gold sail into the sky above the clearing and the mask floats to the ground as the black feather fur behind it disintegrates into nothing in front of you. You're out of initiative. You are all still hearing the melody. Okay. Arden is going to rush over to Jarrell and basically shout out to everybody else because, you know, they're a ways away. Okay, I I don't think that's going to actually stop it for very long. Let's get out of here while we still can. Uh, Vim, can you grab Cyrus or what's left of him? (laughs) So Cyrus, you're lying on the ground and you felt those claws dissipate from within you. And so now there are just big gaping holes in your body. 
gushing everywhere. <laughs> gushing <laughs> everywhere. Your blood is soaking the forest floor. As it, like, dissipates out of him, Vim kind of falls to her knees next to Cyrus, and it is kind of, like, still half-shouting. Cyrus, Cyrus, is there, um, are there, which, um, is it the ones in your armpits? Are there ones behind your knee? Or are the secret gross ones in between your toes? I can rub on you to make this better. So, Cyrus, he's barely conscious. He sees Vim kneeling over him, but all he hears is like the Charlie Brown adults like (laughs) (laughs) instead of like his life flashing before his eyes, it's just kind of like moments with you guys. You know, like training with Vim, squabbling with Jarrell. But his his memory of Arden is just Arden putting the frog plushie on him after the the tournament and saying frog you see uh, as you're trying to like pull mushrooms from Cyrus's armpit and like put them on my gapping wounds I start bubbling and like my neck just like starts ballooning and ballooning all of a sudden I pop and Cyrus's flesh just kind of like. <laughs> oh, don't ever just, make that sound again. It just, it just kind of like <laughs> just turns into like pudding in your hands. Oh God, Cyrus, come on! <laughs> but there's a little frog there. What? I, uh, oh. I, I beast change into a frog. It gives me HP this way. Oh. <laughs> I had a weird mental image of like your body turned into I'm, I malted. I skin. Oh, and, God. And a little frog popped out from the inside. We now, instead of having a human druid, have a frog druid. By the way, all my shit is just on the ground. Don't bother picking it up. I don't. <laughs> I don't care about it at this point. Vim. <laughs> so, so Vim, like, this thing turns you into a toad. <laughs> the ribbon. Vim like starts to like scream like no Cyrus you can't leave us please don't go and then she sees this like frog that I don't know probably has like a mushroom beard (laughs) and and her eyes kind of mist over real quick and so she cups her hands in front of her real quick for frog Cyrus to hop into her hands Frog Cyrus hops in the hands and begins licking his eyeball with his very long tongue. So I think Vim will like uh, hold the frog to her chest and then she'll reach down and just like quickly grab a handful um, of the alchemy kit. And then she'll start to dash towards the rest of the group. She wants to get the fuck out of here. I think Jarrell is kind of like trying to get up and like just has their hands pressed to the side of their head their eyes squeeze closed and it's like trying to get up and stumble over to you guys but like clearly can't focus or figure out 
where they're kind of just stumbling. Oh, Arden was going to pick Jarell up and sling them over his shoulder and just like carry them the hell out of this place. Okay, yeah, that works. Arden, did I just kill the forest? <laughs> you just saved everybody's life. Oh god. <laughs> I think the forest is probably fine. No, Cyrus croaked. Our trees gonna attack us now. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a permanent change. You should just play Cyrus as a frog just, from now on. Cyrus the frog. True yeah. polymorph. <laughs> anyway, uh, given that the forest is probably fine, we should probably still leave. I'm not sure it's fine. The music sounds awful. Y- yes, I meant fine as a relative term. And I think at this point, Vim is like, she's run over to the two of you and she's saying, do do either one of you remember how to get out of here? Because I don't, but we need to go now. I agree. <laughs> Arden is going to try to see if he can figure out how to get out. Um, at very least, he's going to use the music mm-hmm. because he knows that it gets less loud the further away you get Mm -hmm. from the center so he's going to use the music to navigate out at the very least but he's good at doing things in the forest and finding his way around in the forest Mm -hmm. so can I make like a survival check to get us the hell out of here you sure can I got a 18 okay so you are able to use the music Arden as a guide and it takes a little bit of doing but you're moving quickly and you never really stop moving there's a few points where the music gets louder and Arden is like oh no 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 no, not this way and turns around goes keeps you know goes off a different direction music gets a little quieter and then all of a sudden it'll pick back up again and uh, you you get the sense that like geometry doesn't function quite the way you're expecting it to but eventually you are able to find the point in the forest that has the least discordant music and To your surprise, your navigation has led the four of you to directly in front of that cabin that you know from your dream. Is actually in the middle of the forest. Mm -hmm. And as Arden is leading the party through this, your migraine gets worse before it gets better. But Mm -hmm. by the time you are standing in front of the door to this cabin, it has dissipated to, like, a manageable level. I also have a question. One aspect of Mind Spike is if they failed their save, I know the location. If that thing is anywhere on the same plane, is it completely gone from my awareness? It is completely gone from your awareness. Okay. 
when we get here, and it's actually the five of us because Dark Shadow is here. Oh, oh yes. Tease us. <laughs> Don't forget them. Uh, Arden turns to everybody and is like, um, well, uh, bad news. This isn't the edge of the forest. This is the center of the forest. Ribbit. Whose house is this? Drill's still pressing one hand to their temple, but it's kind of blinking at the house curiously. For a refresher of what this cabin looks like, it is a log cabin, very small, with a simple log roof on it. There are vines growing up every side of this structure, and there are no windows to it, but there is a door. When you say there's vines on it, do you mean like like it looks like ivy has been cultivated on it, or does it look grown and abandoned? Overgrown and abandoned. Arden looks at the cabin for a second, looks back at everybody else. He says, uh, the good news is that the last time I opened the door, I was face to face with the rest of you at the edge of the forest. So this might be a way out. But Arden is clearly, his mind is elsewhere. He wants to, he's looking to see if there, if he can see and he'll put detect magic back up Mm -hmm. since it's probably worn off by now. He wants to see like, Is there a magical circle or anything else like that? Because the last time he was here, he could barely think. So he just kind of stumbled in. Mm -hmm. This time he wants to take a little bit more of a look around before opening the door because he suspects that he wasn't wrong, that this might be a way out still. Are you detecting magic? Yep, I am detecting magic and also using, like, my regular vision to look. Okay, in the forest immediately around you, there is there are no magic circles readily apparent. Um, and there's also nothing that would lead you to believe that there are magic circles or spells drawn anywhere in the immediate vicinity. When you use Detect Magic, you get very strong pings of abjuration, divination, and um, illusion. Really? Illusion? Mm-hmm. And you can't quite tell where they're coming from. It just seems to be kind of a nebulous. There's magic in the air tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Can you feel? (laughs) Okay, so to everybody else, Arden is doing that thing that Jarell does whenever (laughs) Jarell seems super interested in things. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of like, Hmm. And, and like looks up and around, like examines the door to the cabin really closely, puts his ear up to it <laughs> and the like, but like isn't opening it up for whatever reason. 
Mm-hmm. But not really communicating very well with the people <laughs> behind him as well. Just like going and and totally in his own world of like obliviousness. Do you think the door is magical or do you think... What exactly do you think is going on here, Arden? He hesitates for a second. I can't tell what's magical, but there's abjuration, divination, illusion. I assume something is set up here to watch this place, to send things here. The abjuration might just send us back. I'm not sure what the illusion is, though. He knocks on the wood. There's also transmutation. Oh, and uh, transmutation. Actually, he knocks on the door again. Is there like a keyhole or anything here? Nope. It's just a handle. If you want um, for the illusion, I I wouldn't want to break any sort of transportation that's on it. If it could get us out of here. Just sort of holding their head as they say this and blinking up at the house like they're they're not focusing very well. Um, and I could sort of, you know, try and see if I could. They they make a like a mima gesture as that as if they're like tearing down a curtain or something. You mean get rid of the illusion? Perhaps. I could certainly give it a shot. That might have some sort of beneficial effect, or it might kill us all, but (laughs) Arden is going to make his way around that, the log cabin, like, inspecting the other sides. He's sort of looking for any sort of opening in the vines, anything that looks strange. Roll an investigation. Not one of Arden's strong suits, but let's see. In the background, Vim is looking pretty impatient, but she's also like stroking Frog Cyrus. Rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> and then she, then she like does the thing where like she she has him in her hand, and she like passes her hand past her shoulder and like stops for a second, and then up on top of her head and stops for a second and then like kind of goes back and forth to see if Frog Cyrus has a preference (laughs) (laughs) of where he wants to ride. When you go to the shoulder (laughs) then when you go to the head you feel a little pop. (laughs) So fucking He just pooped on her head. No! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a bird's eye view. Um, yeah, not great. Uh, I only got a 12 overall. This looks like a log cabin. You've seen hunting lodges? It seems pretty similar to that. Arden looks perplexed. I could also try, um, just, you know, opening the door, you know, non, you know, uh, summon an unseen servant to open the door and we could peek in without actually possibly triggering whatever um i mean i'll open it with my hand now whatever's in there has got to be safer than what we just saw right well i think 
Not necessarily, no. And my concern is that it might dump us back where we started if if that's what happened with Arden last time. I don't understand any of this magic. <laughs> Y'all do what you need, and I guess I'll stand at the ready in case it, it's coming after us. I suppose that we do at least need to get some of us out of here. Arden looks a little bit disappointed as the thought crosses his mind. Yes, I, Cyrus looked in pretty bad shape, and I'm not sure um, how long he can hold that one before he reverts. Um, See Cyrus standing on his two legs on top of Bim's head, pounding his little frog chest. <laughs> Yes, Cyrus, you're very impressive. <laughs> very clever, yes. So I suppose go ahead, Vim. Vim will, like, even Vim looks a little bit dubious at what she's saying, which is a change of pace. Are you sure you don't want me to do this magically? Vim goes ahead and opens it. Vim opens the door. It swings open rather easily, and the four of you are able to peer inside of this cabin. It's very small, so it's pretty easy to look the length of the single singular room. And the only feature of this cabin, there's no windows, but there is light inside of it. And there are no readily apparent light sources. There's no torches, lamps, ever-burning flame, anything like that. But you can see inside of it. And offset from the center of the room is the top banister of what you can tell is a spiral staircase. Try like a large trapezoidal opening in the floor. Well, that's a pleasant surprise. Arden heads on in. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's not another mask thing. I guess I'll take it. And she'll she'll step inside after Arden. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone follows Arden Mm -hmm. inside the cabin, presumably pulling the door closed behind you. Where is... Dark Shadow. (laughs) So you all four of you walk into the cabin. (laughs) Dark Shadow like stops at the entrance, stops at the door and like floats a little bit lower. Puts the eye stalks down and in (laughs) and opens their little maw full of a long tongue and sharp teeth. I'm sensing that if I go in there, I'm going to have to guard that place. There's something in the magic here. As it turns out, this was the place that I was considering having you guard, so... Oh, that is fortunate. Maybe you know what you're doing after all. Jarrell is kind of looking concernedly between Arden 
hurt. Are you going to be alright by yourself out here, though? Um, what if that thing attacks you, or... Or, I mean, do you need anything? Okay, no, it's my job to guard all the creatures of the forest or food. If something's attacking me, Arn will know. It's a psychic link sort of thing. Alright. That's also handy. Don't overeat too much. I mean, the forest creatures are... Oh, you get the idea. If that thing is like the other forest things, sure. I don't think I'll be eating that much. Oh no, I certainly hope there are smaller animals so that you can feed yourself on. Yes. So, guard this place? Yes, do guard it. Got it, sir. And Dark Shadow goes ahead and like Bob floats inside. All four eye stalks salute and then they turn and face the door. Good luck. Thank you. It's my job. I take it very seriously. Martin gives him a couple, uh, a pair of thumbs up before heading down the stairs. <laughs> Drell looks nervous but follows. Um, just wondering, uh, where do you think this goes? Um, are we about to follow some sort of portal into into another dimension or do you think this is going back or is are we literally going into the basement i'd guess the other dimension um oh come on this is where i could find i couldn't get us out of the forest so we're here instead we might as well make the most of it it could be quite interesting i suppose um drill looks at frog cyrus <laughs> He's kind of, like, napping right now. <laughs> you, you just see him, like, slowly, like, breathing and blowing up, eyes closed, but, like, just having a nice little frog nap. Well, uh, certainly, um, um, due to your expertise as pertains to the wild, do you, how, how uh, amenable do you think they would be to bring some medical aid or, um... I think they'd probably sooner kill us all. Drell presses their hands together, presses them to their mouth, and, like, looks at him very, like, okay. Uh... (laughs) I mean, it's not exactly a safe place for outsiders, but we should be fine. I do appreciate your honesty, though I don't love what you have to say. Then again, it I mean, it can't be worse than what we just went through. Oh, I mean, it could. This could be wherever that thing's real body is. Mm. Um, perhaps a pertinent question would be, um, do you think that passing this way would... Is there a, a possibility that it will result in us ending up safely back in Mithrin? I think that it's probably safer than wandering back into the forest and trying to find our way out that way. I'll take my chances with that. And with that, Vim will proceed. She will take the unknown danger 
uh, that could potentially be fine over the known, very real, very dangerous thing that almost killed them. Yeah. I mean, Jarrell's not going to wander in the forest by themselves. They kind of feel like, oh, there's really not an option. For what it's worth, Arden really does think that he can't get them out of the forest. Yeah. He thinks that, like, based on his navigation and the like, this is basically the only path forward. Mm-hmm. And Vim buys that. Like, that, it, she doesn't love it, but it seems reasonable. And and she really does appreciate Arden being honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Jarell is not happy with the situation, but they definitely trust Arden's expertise on this far more than they like. They know that they don't know what the fuck they're doing in the forest, um, and so they're gonna kind of rely on Arden to hopefully know what he's doing. The four of you proceed down the staircase and you proceed down the spiral staircase long enough that the light from the cabin above you disappears into a pinpoint the walls around you go from dirt to stone but not man-made stone, like natural stone. And then the stone fades out as you reach the bottom of this staircase. And you step out into a room that is impossibly large at one end of this room you see the most brilliant sunset that you've ever seen bright oranges and blues wash over you and as you look across the ceiling of this room there's a a light at high noon above you and then far to the other side is the most brilliant sunrise you've ever seen rays of golden light lighting up your vision in the center of this room is an enormous tree you crane your neck up and you still can't see the top of it. Its bark is this golden brown color and it almost seems to glow. And each section of these trees, branches and leaves, one is the full spectrum of greens of summer. One quadrant is the lighter yellowish greens of spring. One is the brilliant oranges and reds of autumn. And then in one final quadrant, the limbs are bare and you can see this golden brown bark 
extending up into the sky farther than you're capable of seeing. At your feet, where you exit the staircase, is the very outer ring of a massive spell circle, or rather the remnants of a massive spell circle. Parts of it are still filled in a very dark black, but parts of it are smudged, parts of it are missing. And the ground beneath your feet, it's not dirt, it feels more like a marble surface, like that type of hard stone. Neat! (laughs) Arden sort of crosses his arms over his chest and nods and was like, yes, this is more what I expected to find. Arden, this is gorgeous. They're looking around at the sky and just, like, fascinated. Well, before you get too excited, the last time I was here, the tree attacked me, so... Oh. I was gonna ask if it's safe, but I have my answer now. Arden probably recognizes this immediately as the place he went in his dream, right? Yes. Like, it's pretty clearly the same. The tree might look a little different, but... Yeah. So, it... Roll investigation, actually. 22. Okay. The... Like, you can tell it's the same, like, from your dream. It's the same tree. There are differences between your dream and this where you are now in your dream the spell circle was intact in your dream the melody that was going on was not pleasant currently the melody is pleasant in your mind it's very very faint and you have to concentrate on it but it is there Can I still hear it as well? Yes. But I broke the circle in my dream, so I was kind of expecting to not find it intact. So you also remember exactly what you did to that circle? And what you did to that, to the circle, does not match what has been done to the circle. Even where you're looking at your feet, parts of the circle seem to have, like, soaked into the stone and parts of it are smudged out and missing altogether. Another difference between where you are now and your dream, you can still see the spiral staircase back up and kind of adjacent to the spiral staircase is a separate smaller spell circle that is an intact spell circle. Oh, interesting. Is the, is the spell circle on the broken floor, is it drawn in that, is it like engraved in the floor or is it drawn in that black stuff? Roll investigation. Let's see how this goes. I think that's a dirty 20. So Jarrell like crouches down, grabs the monocle and, you know, adjusts it to take a look and Upon a visual inspection, it looks like the same stuff as the goop you saw in Marin's lab. 
in the containers. Jarrell looks up and peers over at the tree. Do they see a spigot in the tree? Like a maple tap type spigot? You do not. Okay. Arden, I think this is that same stuff that, um, that, uh, magical goo that, um, that Marion's been pulling from the tree. Do you think this is the same tree? I would suspect so, yes. I had that thought myself after you described it to me. I'm also interested in that over there. I'm going to go and look at the other spell circle. Yeah, go for it. Roll Arcana. 18 overall. It's a teleportation circle. It's the type of teleportation circle where you can, like, speak the command of where you want to go and you'll be poofed there. It's like a very standard teleportation spell. That's so cool. Arden looks over to Jarrell and says, on the one hand, this can... This could get us out. On the other hand, I suspect that it's here because there's somebody else that's been coming in. Like Marin? Yes, like Marin. Do you think she... Well, do you think she's the one who... um, They kind of wave at all the broken floor. Do you think... Is this supposed to be like this, do you think? Or, Or do you think she broken that is part of what's going on here or I think that she drew it and that's part of what's going on here drew it heard it and then you know a few nights ago I let it out in your dream yes in my dream they're giving him kind of like a pursed look like still worried about your sleeping thing (laughs) (laughs) Plain elf would think dreams are dangerous. <laughs> well, look what happened. <laughs> they're an illness. <laughs> Maybe they're an illness. They're not convinced that it's healthy, at least. Mm-hmm. Jarrell and Arden both roll an arcana check, please. <laughs> uh, ten. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay. Arden... It occurs to you, like, right after you say it, that the temporal feeling between where you are right now and your dream feels different. And you're still pretty sure that whatever you did to the spell circle in your dream couldn't do as much damage as what you're seeing here. Yeah, but could the tree have done that much damage afterwards? That you're not sure about. Yeah, because that's kind of what I'm thinking right now, or rather what Arden is thinking. Like, yes, obviously, you know, breaking a little bit of the spell circle wasn't going to do that much to it right here. And, you know, obviously the dream world is slightly different. Mm -hmm. It might be connected to the real world, but it's slightly different. Mm -hmm. He's thinking that like, whatever the thing is, you know, once he broke the circle enough for it to move, then it did. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Attacking him. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Drell's kind of muttering to themselves and looking at the tree like, I wonder why she went through trouble to make all these death pods if you can just go through the forest to get here. Well, you can't go through the forest to get here. Jarrell and Arden, the spell circle under the tree looks familiar. Is it the explodey person circle? It is not. Wait, it looks familiar to me? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Can I roll history or something to see? Yes, you can both roll intelligence history. Oh, shit. Um, 11. Okay. History. Well, regardless of what I'm rolling, it's either an 18 or coming up 18 overall. Okay. One of the two. Okay. Jarrell, you're not entirely sure. Uh, it just looks familiar in passing. The reason that Arden recognizes the circle and not Jarrell is because this is one of the spell circles in that book that you borrowed from N, but it's not the explodey spell circle. It's a, a different one. It's one that's related to that the book says is related to the legend of the old wild. Arden will relay that information to Jarrell. He'll say, actually, maybe this is slightly different. This might not be Marin's circle after all. Hmm. I don't have the book on me, but from what you said, it seemed like Marin's circle was a little bit different than any of the ones in the book. But this one is definitely in the book. It's related to a legend. He kind of scratches his chin. I still think that Marin's probably been coming and going from here. Though, I have a hard time believing she's using... Well, she said there was a tree. I have a hard time she's been u- believing she's been using a tree other than this one, though maybe it's not. She sort of implied there was some mechanism, like physical mechanism she was using to like draw sap from the tree, and I don't see anything like that on here. Yes, it might not be in this plane of existence. Trail's like rubbing their head a little, like still migrainy, and I don't even know what plane we're on right now. Like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, Drell looks at Cyrus again. How long has it been since our fight? In wild shape turn terms, less than an hour. Okay. <laughs> oh. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> How long can Cyrus keep up his wild shape? Uh, Is he going to all of a sudden revert to like this bleeding old man on top of? Uh, this is meta. This is meta knowledge, and you can't let it interfere with your character. But it's mm-hmm. two hours. I mean, okay, yeah. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say I, I feel like. How long? But I, I. I feel like they wouldn't expect that you could hold it indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I I understand that this is very, very, you know, I mean, this is all very interesting, I will admit. 
Um, and I, I can see that you are interested in exploring it further, but I, I am a little concerned that um, we may want to get Cyrus some medical attention in, in the fairly near future. Um, do you think that we can come back at some point if you really want to, to delve into this deeper? or? Um... Oh, um, yes, I suppose Cyrus did, was fairly seriously injured, even if he looks kind of froggy right now. Uh, perhaps you should all take him back. At the sound of his name multiple times, he does stir awake from Vim's head. <laughs> and you see now he's got a little twig in his hand. He's brandishing it like a sword, trying to like show you guys that he's good to go. <laughs> yes, Cyrus, you're, it. <laughs> you're very dashing. We agree. <laughs> Uh, Jarrell turns back to Arden. Well, we're not going to leave you here. Oh, there's a teleportation circle. I can catch up eventually. So I suppose technically, like, just two of us could go back, Cyrus and Vim. You look a little bit out of your element. I must admit, this is all pretty out of my depth, but. I'd hate... I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel comfortable leaving y'all here, even if you do seem to be so wrapped up in whatever magical circle nonsense you're talking. But I would take the opportunity to rest and get Cyrus somewhere safe so that he can do the same. Arden looks at Jarell expectantly. Jarell's kind of looking at the tree and at the circle. And Is there anything else... Are we actually in a room like with walls that are visible or are we kind of in a weird like like open space? You don't see any walls. Like there's just the horizon. I mean if it's if it's safe for us to sit down and take a nap while y'all ponder some magic stuff that seems okay. It's quiet here so far. It actually really is quiet here. Vim shrugs and says, I've stayed in weirder spots for the night or for rest or whatever time it is in the space. Well, that's the concern that I have. Is that um, If I recall last time that we tussled with that weird masky thing, um, I, I recall that uh, it seemed that time outside the forest passed quite a, a bit quicker than it did for us. I do think getting Cyrus out of here would be good, but I... Hmm. Jarrell looks at the circle again. I do think this deserves a little bit of investigation. Um, uh, hello, my name is Sergeant Landon, and I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you are listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter at PodRealms, and on the web at littlerealms.com. And on Discord, using the link in the show notes. May your journey be successful 
and we'll see you next time.